Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, 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 my friends. Wow, episode number eight. So excited to be here. And honestly, I can't believe I'm recording podcast number eight. I mean, what is going on? This is awesome. So exciting. So in today's podcast, I'm going to be giving you some major concepts around time management. And I'm kicking off a series around the course that I've created labeled Gain 20 Hours in Your Week Without Giving Up Any of Your Commitments. So this series of podcasts is going to be an overview of the concepts from that course. And I've basically designed it for Muslim women physicians with families or other working Muslim women with families. Because let's face it, that's where I drive my expertise from, right? (laughs) But the strategies that I teach in this podcast are going to apply to everyone. So this podcast is for people who are always saying they don't have enough time. They are so busy. They always are functioning from a lack of time. I was that person. And from that mindset, I went to feeling fulfilled, having accomplished a lot and never feeling busy again. And to accomplish that, we're going to start with setting priorities. And for this, you're going to have to dedicate some time in figuring out what exactly those priorities are. And you're going to go from global priorities to more precise priorities, meaning let's say your priority is being healthy. Now, what among being healthy is more important to you? Is it weight loss? Is it sleep? Is it working out? Once you've identified your most important priority, then you're going to start giving it unequal attention, meaning you're going to give it more attention compared to the rest of the tasks in your life. At this point, your brain will offer you, well, how can I do that? What about the rest of the things I'm supposed to be doing? And that, my friends, is your lower brain trying to confuse you. Because once you set a priority and you pay your full attention to that priority, you have more chances of achieving that. And you're also gaining a meta skill that you can then apply to achieving the rest of your goals. For example, my priority in medical school was studying and gaining skills and learning. That was definitely an imbalanced attention. When you're going through medical school, you can't pay the same attention to a hobby, even though a lot of people try. And that's okay to do that as long as your number one priority remains your studies. In some cases, people will say, well, that's easy to do because you're paying so much money to go to med school, but it's the same concept you can apply to other things. So set priorities number one, two, and three, and pay unequal attention to priority number one. And don't listen to your lower brain trying to confuse you that you have to pay attention to everything because that's a way to definitely not achieve any goals. Now, from here, I'll point out a few mistakes people commonly make. Number one mistake people commonly make is that they make a number one priority, which is what I call a should-be priority. Let's say you think you should be spending time with your kids, and you make that your number one priority. And that in itself seems like a very noble goal. Everyone wants to spend time with your kids, and you think that you should be doing that too. But if your T-line in that priority is that I should be spending more time with my kids, then deep down inside that will create feelings of resentment. And action following that line of feeling of resentment 
will only create a confusing result where you'll be thinking, well, I should have been spending more time with my kids, but why am I not feeling fulfilled? That's because you're operating out of a should-be priority. And that is just one example. Look at your life and figure out what it is that you should be doing versus what it is that is important to you and you want to be doing. Differentiate the two and, of course, very importantly, only concentrate on what's important to you. Now, another mistake that people usually make at this point is not being able to tell the difference between urgent and important priorities. Phone texts, social media alerts, WhatsApp messages, all of these are classified under urgent priorities. Just because something demands your attention in that moment does not mean that it is important. And now don't get me wrong, if your teenager set out for the night and told you that they were going to text you once they got to their friend's house, that becomes an important priority and you should definitely be checking your messages for that. But most of the time, things that are demanding our attention from social media and from our phone are urgent, not important. So a lot of times when we set out to reach our priority that is important to us and we keep getting distracted by these urgent but seemingly important messages, it takes up a lot of our brain space and energy and a lot of fuel that we could otherwise be utilizing to reach our important goals. And then we don't reach our important goals and then we wonder why that happened. We feel disappointed at that time and then we internalize that problem and think that we just weren't meant to reach our goals. More urgency in life means that we've spent less time planning. The more you plan, the less urgent you'll feel. For example, meal planning will take out urgency of having to run to the grocery store because you ran out of eggs the last minute. Or if you've planned for a work meeting, It will give you less surprises when it actually comes time to execute that meeting. So you've taken the urgency out of the task. When you're planning for something, you've employed your higher brain to perform the task. And urgent tasks only employ the lower brain. So at the end of the day, while you had planned a lot of things, you come out feeling exhausted and you haven't accomplished anything. Look back and see how much of it was addressing urgent tasks versus pre-planned tasks, and you'll know the difference. Now, at this point, I want to mention that it doesn't mean you can't work on multiple priorities over a period of time. You just can't work on multiple priorities at the same time. Let's say your top three most important priorities are spending time with your family, personal development, and your career. These are my current priorities, and this doesn't mean that you have to dedicate one whole day, week, or any specific period of time to just one of those priorities, and you can't do anything else during that time. With appropriate time management, you can learn to adjust your schedule so you can spend time during each day to one of those priorities. So your day is divided into chunks of time dedicated to one priority, and during those times, you'll have to give an imbalanced attention to one of those priorities. Meaning, if you're at work, that's what gets your imbalanced attention, and nothing else. If you're having dinner with your family, that's what gets your imbalanced attention. Not charting, not returning phone calls, not multitasking. We take so much pride in multitasking, but science has proven that the brain is incapable of paying attention to more than one task at a time. We are not wired to do multitasking. When we're multitasking, we're actually shifting attention very quickly from one task to another. And that shifting attention quickly back and forth in itself is extremely draining. 
I used to take so much pride in my ability to multitask, but always felt tired and overwhelmed and didn't get anything done. So imbalanced attention is very important to conserve mental energy and actually feeling fulfilled. So basically be present in the moment that you plan for. That is it. That is the big secret behind time management. But my friends, this is much easier said than done, especially when our career demands so much multitasking. But that is a topic for another podcast. Even though I consciously know from my intelligent brain that I should not be multitasking, I fall in that trap all the time and I have to correct myself. And it is through this correction of yourself over time where you'll develop a practice not to multitask. When you can learn this skill, you're on solid grounds to reach any priority you set for yourself. At this point, I'll touch a little bit upon passive and active tasks and where there's actually some wiggle room to multitask. Passive tasks are the everyday mundane tasks that you perform on a routine basis, so much so that they become automatic and you don't require any conscious effort to perform them. For some people, it's cooking, baking, cleaning. For most of us, it's driving or things like that. A lot of people choose to multitask when performing passive actions, like listening to a podcast while getting ready for work in the morning. And that is not at all what I'm talking about here. The clash comes when one or both of your tasks during your multitasking effort demand active attention. And the take-home point is that our goals and priorities are not passive tasks. If they were, that would mean that we're doing them on a daily basis and that they are second nature to us. And that would mean that we would have already gotten the results we wanted. And that would mean it's not a future goal. So by definition, the priorities you set for yourself are not passive tasks. You cannot multitask your way through to your goals. So stop trying. Do yourself this favor. You are only wasting your time. You'll thank me later. And you're welcome. (laughs) I learned it the hard way, so I'm teaching you. So this briefly outlines one of the aspects of my course, Gain 20 Hours in Your Week. Of course, there's so much more to the course, and you can learn more about it by going to islamiclifecoachschool.com, all one word, Subscribe to the email list and I will send you more information. You can make an appointment with me for one-on-one free coaching because, I mean, how can that be? How can you gain 20 hours in your week without giving up any of your current commitments, right? Well, that is my claim to you. And all you have to gain is 20 more hours in your week. That is a lot of time, my friends. I am also in the middle of creating a workbook for this course that will also be available to you for free. But during the course, of course, I'm going to be offering it in much more detail and it will be a personalized plan around your schedule and your daily needs. Part of the workbook that helps you narrow down your priorities. So in case you're confused about what it is that you want, you can definitely check that out and it will help you gain some insight. I will send you that workbook once you subscribe to the email list. In the next podcast, we will be talking about scheduling in time for the priorities you've set so far. And that also is a part of the course, Gain 20 Hours in Your Week. Like I said earlier, all of this is a part of the series of podcasts highlighting what I have to offer. But in the course, I go much more in depth. And the course is for people who are trying to achieve results that take them to the next level. And with that, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us clarity to identify our priorities 
give us insight so we can tell right from wrong and make his religion a priority. And I also pray that he gives us strength, intelligence, and the tools to carry through to those priorities and see real results. With that, I will leave you to ponder and think about it more. We have talked about a lot of deep issues today, and we will discuss more next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes, and inshallah, I will see you there.